0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Auggie of the Blago Blabber podcast. I would like to welcome everyone to another episode of the show. Today is the preview of the NBA season with my predictions on where teams will finish, the awards for the season, and just a quick little blurb about each team and what kind of expect to see from them, what they have going forward, what they can look forward to, just things like that, that I wanted to kind of look at. So I'm trying to think of the best way to possibly do this. And even now that I'm recording, I'm I'm still kind of thinking, um, I think I'll do where I have each team finishing in the conference, and then I'll do the awards at the end. And maybe, maybe I'll have something to say about each team, even at the conclusion of the podcast, where I get to talk a little bit about. Um, Just random stuff with the NBA season. Maybe what we could expect. We'll see how it goes, though. Um, So I'm going to start with the East with my final standings. Th- so this season, I think, was a lot harder than any other season. And I'm thinking as I look at my where I have teams finishing, pretty much looks like what we had last season <laughs> to a certain extent. Yeah, for sure. I think there's some teams that I have in and out maybe aren't exactly it, but uh, we'll see. So, first overall in the East, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think Giannis and Lillard will be a force. I think the in-and-out game with, or inside-and-out game with with these two guys is going to be spectacular with the Bucks. Let's hope that they can stay healthy. And Giannis gets that real score to play with him now. The question is... Apart from this, is do they have enough depth with some of the players that they've lost? And can Middleton stay healthy? I think that's important for them. He's a great two-way player. Chris is. You already have Brooke Lopez, who's a great two-way player as well. Step out, hit threes. He can guard, block shots. Giannis, we already know. Former MVP. Former Finals MVP. One title to his name. You had Dame Willard, a guy who can go unconscious from... from outside and can hit you for 60 70 points in a game like no problem but they like I said they did lose some pieces right this season they still have Bobby Portis they have Robin Lopez they have Marshawn Bochaps who I think will get more playing time this season um Malik Beasley like I mentioned so so they do have some depth but I think losing some of the players that they did have in past seasons we'll see how that you know kind of plays into Um, this going forward. Uh, Number two seed, I have Boston Celtics. uh, Emotional leader, Marcus Smart, obviously gone to the Grizzlies now. I think Boston is, is doomed if they, if Porzingis has to miss large periods out due to injury. We know his injury history. I just don't think that they're, they just don't have a lot of height. They're not, they have zero depth in the front court so from what we're hearing their starting lineup is going to consist of persingas tatum brown Derek white and drew holiday like that's an excellent defensive lineup there's a lot of guys who can score in that lineup as well but the front court i mean you have al horford who's going to come off the bench from what we're hearing luke cornett nathan knight like there's not it, it it's it's there's not a lot of options right with with uh, Williams traded to the Portland Trailblazers as well. Malcolm Brogdon obviously gone uh, as well. So, you know, they, they signed Peyton Pritchard, which was kind of weird because he was a guy who wasn't getting a lot of minutes last season playing, especially in the playoffs. So it's kind of weird that they signed him to a new contract, but it is what it is. He's probably going to have a big role now. So he might have the um, Malcolm Brogdon role. I mean, though he's not a good defender, but, you know, someone who could come off the bench and give you energy and, and, and points. And we'll see how it goes for them. But I think the key for them is that Berzinga stays uh, injury-free. And they got the great addition in in Drew Holiday. One of the, probably the best two-way guard in the league. And they're going to need him because there's a lot of quality point guards and and shooting guards in the Eastern Conference. And the league as a whole, really. But uh, especially in in the Eastern Conference that he's going to, you know, he's been brought there to kind of lock up. Uh, Number three. Number three seed, Philadelphia 76ers. They got to figure this hardened situation out very quickly. Again, he's not showing up to practice. I th- got a notification today. You know, th- this is turning into a crazy, crazy fiasco right right ahead of the season. New coach. Uh, you know, the team has a lot to prove after last season being bounced by the Boston Celtics. And now you got disgruntled player to deal with. A lot of talk about the... Los Angeles Clippers package and what was rejected and what was taken and you know first round draft picks, pick swaps, Terrence Mann, what have you. Um, guard play worries me a little bit. I, I think I think they're going to lose a lot in that with not having James, and I, I fully don't expect James Harden to play for them this season. And if he does play, I mean he's going to be disgruntled, right? But you have Tyrese Maxey, you have Anthony Melton, who I'm a fan of, then you have Patrick Beverly. It's just very thin Jaden Springer I'm actually spending expecting bigger things from him this season I expect him to get more minutes he got some towards the tail end of next season or last season and he played fairly well Um, the reason why I have him this high is because Joel Embiid is still one of the top five I would say best players in the league and he he can he can carry a team we've seen this before with with the 76ers he's been able to carry them for a number of years and you know, he's had to deal with the Ben Simmons stuff and and now the James Harden stuff. And it, I think it just really comes down to how much more of this stuff can he deal with before he asks, dare I say, the T word, right? Trade. And I, I think I think the team's gotten deeper this season, right? Like they have Melton, they signed Oubre, they got Paul Reed. Jaden Springer's a guy that I mentioned who I think will get some serious burn this season. They still got P.J. Tucker as a... As a good 3 and D guy, Daniel House, like the team is, is is fairly deep. It's just how big of a distraction will this James Harden stuff be? And I think until they trade James, it's it's going to keep a cloud around the team. But like I said, I think James, or I think Joel Embiid can still carry them to a third seed in the Eastern Conference. Now, number four, New York Knicks, there's real expectations now, right? Like they've made the playoffs in the last two or three seasons. Jalen Brunson has been a star. Excellent signing. Love the signing from the from the minute that they made um from the minute that they gave him the bag. I think he's been great in New York. I think he he fits the spotlight. He's not afraid of the spotlight. And that's what you need playing in Madison Square Garden. Still not really sold on Randall and Barrett. Um if and and the and the Barrett thing is interesting because he played the same way for Canada in the summer, right? He'd have a game where he was spectacular, he'd have 25 on like seven of nine shooting, and then the next game he'd have five points on one of nine shooting, and that's the that, and that's the biggest problem I think with RJ Barrett. Randall looks good in in the regular season, but once playoffs roll around, he struggles a little bit. He gets in, in into it with the fans, and fans don't really seem to like him that much. Lack of a shooting guard worries me a little bit as well. Um, solid bench, DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Emmanuel quickly. And one of my favorite players, um Isaiah Hartenstein. It's literally one of my player favorite players. Uh in the NBA. Quentin Grimes from you know what I can see is is probably slated to start in as a shooting guard. Don't be surprised if M. Fournier kind of comes back into fold this season. Uh, you know, he got benched last year and it wasn't he didn't really take um too well to that decision. So wouldn't be surprised if he gets some burn this season where he plays a significant role off the bench, maybe 15 20 minutes. And then, you know, they could kind of see what they do with him. But um, that's just another kind of storyline to to keep your eyes on. Uh, number five seed, Cleveland Cavaliers. Mitchell's going to need um, scoring help, which we saw in the playoffs. They couldn't score. And it was give Mitchell the ball and get the hell out of the way. Um, Mobley, we need to see real improvements from. Evan Mobley, third season. Like, we need you to take that bigger step now to where you become a 20-point scorer. Uh, I don't think that... Defensively, I don't think they have any, anything to worry about. They still have Allen Mobley. Um, they've added Max Drews, a good shooter. Uh, Isaac Okoro off the bench, Lavert off the bench as well, who can defend and score. So I think they'll be okay in that sense. I think the scoring for them is is something that um, that they're going to need to get better at. Whether that's someone stepping up like like an Evan Turn, like an Evan Mobley. Um, and they added, uh Imani Bates as well. So I'm eager to see money for the people who follow college basketball and and, and their prospects and where guys end up going. He was one of the big, 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 big-time high school prospects who just never really worked out in the NCAA. And now we declared... I mean, he got drafted in the NBA and now we're kind of waiting to see. I think I have higher hopes for him than a lot of other people do. So uh, we'll see what Bates does this season. But... I think first and foremost they're gonna need they're gonna need scoring help and like I said I think that's why they sign a guy like Max Drews who can hit threes. Uh, Evan Mobley is gonna need to take a huge step and I think with Jared Allen just kind of what you what you see is what you get and they have I mean dynamic guard play for, from Garland and Mitchell probably definitely a top four or five backcourt in the NBA. Uh, number six Toronto Raptors so new coach fresh ideas. If they're underachieving by the deadline. Expect trades to come. We've been hearing about this for like two or three years now. Will they be buyers? Will they be sellers? Will they stand pat at the NBA draft? I think this is the season that, you know, we could see if, if they do struggle, that they can go a different direction and, and trade some of their players, like a Siakam and Ojan Inobi, who's been in trade rumors for a very long time. And I think that the team needs a huge leap from Scotty Barnes. His points per game were literally the same in his second season as they were in this in his first season you know the rebounds and assists some of the categories went up and some went down first time without Fred Van Vliet in a very long time so it's going to be interesting to see what the team looks like but signing a veteran point guard in in Dennis Schroeder I think was a very good decision Malachi Flynn like let's see what we have in him Gary Trent Jr is probably going to be coming off the bench uh, full-time this season Precious Chua some of these guys Jalen McDaniels um, Grady Dick, the the player that we drafted in in the first round, we'll see what they have in him, but um, definitely need more more three point scoring than what they had last season, and we'll see how this how this um, you know team goes, and they just they just need some consistency, and I I fully expect them to hang around the five to seven range uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, number seven seed Miami Heat. Now that the Lillard. Now that Lillard has been traded, we can just talk basketball, right? Lost some key pieces from the Finals team. Uh Struce, Vincent have all now have new teams. I think the biggest question for them is can Hero be the missing piece? And they needed a lot more scoring in the Finals last season. They were around I think like 92, 93 points. They really could have used Heroes 15 to 20 in that series against the Denver Nuggets. where they made a phenomenal run to the finals. They really could have used this 15 to 20 po- points. And the PG situation, point guard situation is a little bit worrisome as well with Kyle Lowry um getting a little bit older. This is the season I think where we might see Nikola Jovic a little bit play a little bit more than he did last season. Had a had a decent summer with with the Serbian national team. And we'll see how much his role has improved this season or how many more minutes he gets this season. Hame uh, Haquez from UCLA is another good player that they've added as well. Caleb Martins, you know, back as well. Duncan Robinson can hit three. So it's 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 a interesting combination of players. We know what we have in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I just wonder how seriously they take the regular season, which they look like they were dead in the water last year and then they, you know, make a make a run to the finals. So we'll see what we have with the Miami Heat in, in their 2023-24 edition. Uh, number eight, Brooklyn Nets. I think that they have a chance to be exciting, right? Ben Simmons looks like he's going to be back. Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas, Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges. Do they have enough consistent scoring, though? I think that defensively, they'll be okay. And they have some really good big men who can kind of control the paint a little bit. And aren't afraid to mix it up so guys like Nick Claxton and and Daron sharp and Dorian Finney Smith and who's a great defender um Noah Clowney, who they drafted but like i said i'm I'm interested to see how Ben Simmons fits into this team does he even start like i I think that's that's a legitimate question as well right um cam Thomas who can go off for 40 any 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 game I think Lonnie Walker the fourth is the same way as well he can go off for 30 40 off the bench. If he does come off the bench, but Mikel Bridges, I think is kind of the most important player for this team. And I think that everyone has a clear identified role for these guys. And I have them slated in eighth. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish higher than eighth, but this is, I don't want to say it's, I don't think it's a pressure filled season for the Nets, but they can be pretty good. I think that they can be pretty good. Uh, nine, Orlando Magic. I like the front court of Bancaro, Franz Wagner, and Carter Jr. I just don't trust the guards to stay healthy. So, guys like Suggs and Fultz, I mean, definitely don't trust Fultz. And Suggs has, hasn't played much either in his two seasons, and his numbers really. Took a dive last season. I think he averaged something like nine points a game, but like I said, the front court I think is really good, and then the back court is just a lot of questions. I think Anthony Black might get a lot of minutes this season with with how much they struggle with injuries. Cole Anthony's a nice a nice player, although I like him much more off the bench. I think Joe Ingles is a is a great addition for addition for a team that's that's very young. A guy who can bring you some veteran leadership. I think that was a great addition. Jonathan Isaac, we'll see how much he plays this season. And yeah, I, I think for them, the, the main issue is the health of their guards. The front court is pretty damn good. I have them finishing ninth, so in that category where they're going to be fighting for a, a playoff spot. Uh, number 10, Chicago Bulls. Mm, a decent team, I guess. We've seen the Vucevic, Levine, and, and the Rosen project for two or three seasons now. And I think that they're going to fight to make the playoffs. Again, they have some questions in the backcourt as well. Um, with... Lonzo Ball being out for, I guess, the entire season. Uh, some serious questions there with Kobe White probably won- running the point guard position. And they also have Alec Russo great defensively. Um, Ayoda Sumu. It's a decent team, but I am I have them, you know, kind of fighting for the playoffs and outside looking in. And they could be, uh, I mean, they could be very involved at the trade deadline as well. We've heard even last year with um, Zach Levine possibly getting traded. Uh, has just signed a contract extension. We'll see what happens with DeMar going forward. So I have the Bulls finishing uh, 10th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Number 11, Detroit Pistons. Great coach hire in Monty Williams. I think he's going to be great for uh, a a young team, a team that he can kind of grow with, which is what he did with the Phoenix Suns as well. Uh, Cunningham. So Cade Cunningham will step up in his third season. I have no doubts about that. Exciting young core. So Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Asura Thompson, Jalen Duran, James Wiseman, who I think I'm bigger on than anyone else who watches basketball. They're going to have a young, exciting team with a great coach. And I think this season, we're going to see them take a step and get a little bit better. And then next season, I think they're going to be Fighting for a legitimate playoff spot, or maybe even making the playoffs. But I think they'll be on the brink, um, come next season. And if they have a, I think if they stay healthy and have a really good season this year, they can they can poss- possibly fight for a playoff spot as well. And they have a, Blambuk Bogdanovich as well, over there, who's been there for a while now. But yeah, Isaiah Stewart is someone I forgot to mention as well. And look out for Marcus Sasser from, uh, Houston university he can he's a bucket he can he can put up points in in big time so that's another player that you might want to watch out for that maybe a lot of nba fans don't know Uh, number 12 atlanta hawks i mean at some point they're going to need to get something out of hunter and okongwu right i expect a bigger role for uh for aj griffin and jalen johnson as well i think jalen started playing good basketball towards the tail end of last season as well. Um, they have Sadiq Bey, who they acquired. I like Sadiq as well. Clint Capella as a center. I mean, he's been there for, what, five, four or five years now. At some point, you know, you're going to need something better at that position to uh, contend. And I think they could be a seller at the deadline if they're this bad. We've already heard rumors about Trey Young possibly wanting out. DeJounte Murray, we'll see what happens with them. But... Um, th- I think this is a make-or-break season for Atlanta, and I think it's going to be a break for them, unfortunately. So I have Atlanta finishing 12th. Uh, 13th, Indiana Pacers. So I had a tough time with the Indiana Pacers and in placing them in this in this prediction piece, my NBA preview. I know a lot of people have them making the playoffs or just on the outside looking in. I have them 13th. I think they have a really good point guard in Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin is a player who's coming up. Front court, I worry a little bit about. If it's Bruce Brown and Obi Toppin starting, I worry a little bit about that. Bruce Brown was spectacular for Denver in their playoff, in their finals run last season and and getting the title eventually. But I worry about those two positions for them. Miles Turner, you kind of, great defensive player, can step out, hit the threes, but I think he's kind of reached his peak already um i think the solid complementary pieces i guess and, and buddy heel looks like he's going to be coming off the bench which probably means that he's going to be happy with his role in about 15 20 games uh jalen smith um drafted walker like th- there's some interesting pieces here i just i just don't know how this all fits together is what i'm trying to say uh daniel tice is another guy that i i like um and I, th- I think the main question is, do Do Turner and Heal survive the season, right? If they finish here where I have them 13th, I don't think they survive the season in Indiana and that they will finally be traded. So Indiana Pacers have them finishing 13th in the East. Uh, 14th Washington Wizards could potentially be a fun team. ABDI new contract. Poole replaces Beal, who can give you 40 50 in any given game. Out of Koulibaly from the draft, who's a great defensive player uh, from what we've seen so far in the preseason. I think Johnny Davis played, I, sh- I wanted to say played better, but I'm just going to say at least he played towards the tail end of last season when they were out of it. And final stretch of last season, I should say. And then you know you have Tyus Jones and Kuzma. Tyus Jones is one of the better backup point guards in the league who's most likely going to be starting this season and then you have Kyle Kuzma, also a guy who can go off for 30 40 you know any given any given game so interesting interesting team so i have him finishing like i said second last in in the east but i think there's some interesting young pieces here um eager to see what Jordan Poole can do now that the kind of that the handcuffs are going to be off and that he's not in 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 Golden State anymore and um Bilal Koulibaly with his defensive prowess i think he's gonna i think he's gonna be a good piece for this team because you know you're gonna need to stop someone at some point and i think that he's gonna be able to do that and i think from from the minute that he gets to the nba from the minute that he starts playing um i think we're gonna identify him as a, as a player who's gonna be really good defensively for years to come so washington wizards 14th 15th charlotte hornets um i guess ball washington and miller could potentially be a good Cool trio, right? Like, I don't know. Rozier and Hayward don't last the season, I don't think, in Charlotte. And they're just kind of all over the place. Um, Nick Smith Jr., I'm excited to see him play for them as well. Player that they drafted. PJ watching them actually excited to see as well. Miles Bridges we will see what happens with him this season as well. It's been a disaster with him. Um and like I said, I think this is gonna be by by the trade deadline. Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, I don't think they're going to be on this team. Um, I think they're going to be looking for homes and, and teams who can teams who need to add veterans um, to score. I think that's where they're going to end up. So that's the Eastern Conference. Uh, Western Conference. First, Denver Nuggets, reigning champs with the finals MVP. Lost Bruce Brown. Like I said, he went to the Indiana Pacers. That's a huge loss for them. He was excellent for them in the playoffs. Do they have enough depth? I really like what I saw from Christian Brown last season. Um, Zeke Nagy, they gave a new contract to. Uh, got paid some money. Julian Strather averaged close to 18 points a game in the preseason. Not saying he's going to do that in the regular season, but that's something just to watch from Gonzaga. Watch these Gonzaga players this year. I just have a feeling he's going to have a a really good impact. On the Denver Nuggets coming off the bench, Colin Gillespie is is healthy, so he's going to be back this season as well. Just a veteran player who played at Villanova, I think, for four or five years. Uh, so that's kind of another piece to watch. And Aaron Gordon, who's developing to one of the better three and D guys in the league as well. Michael Porter Michael Porter Jr. struggled in the playoffs. Will be interesting to see how well he plays this season. Um, Caldwell Contavious Pope, and then Jamal Murray, and obviously Nikola Jokic. As the two star players for the Denver Nuggets, I think that they'll finish first in the West. Um, number two, Phoenix Suns. I think I actually think highly of this team. Um, can the trio, more specifically Durant, stay healthy? Right, we've we've seen some crazy injuries from Kevin Durant. I like the depth of this team, and I don't think it's a depth that we've talked enough about. So Eric Gordon, they've added, they've added Nazir Little. Okogie, Josh Okogie, who's going to start at small forward, we think. Great defensive player. Grayson Allen, who can hit threes. Um, Bates Diop had a really good finish to his season last year. Um, Watsonabe can hit threes as well. The only question is, do they have enough size and stoppers? Stoppers as in defensive players. Yusuf Nurkic can give you 13-14 a game and 8-9 rebounds. But apart from him, it's it's... There's not really much size in there. You got Drew Eubanks and you got Bol Bol, but that's about it. And I think that's that's the that's the question with this team, and obviously health of Beal Booker and and KD. So the health of the players and the front court, how it looks, and there might be times honestly where KD plays the center position, and it's like Beal Booker, Okogi, and Eric Gordon. You know what I mean? And it's just straight up shooting. I mean, I wouldn't recommend doing that. But but I think Phoenix um, has a really good season and finishes second. They're going to score a lot of damn points. Uh, number three, Golden State Warriors. So is this the year Moody and Kaminga step up? So I've been saying this for like two, three years now. Can they finally um, step up and produce at a high rate? Kaminga actually averaged around 25 points per game, if I'm not mistaken, in the preseason. Again, I understand it's the preseason, but we can only go off what we've seen so far. If he can give them 15 a game, I think that the Warriors would take it. Play solid defensively, grab rebounds, run the floor, score the ball. I think that if he can do that for them, they're going to be in in a good position. And same with Moses Moody. We've been waiting for him to kind of arrive on the scene as well. Got drafted the same year as Kaminga. I would say we've seen a little bit more from Kaminga than Moody, but he's gonna—he's a player who needs to step up as well. And could this be the? This could very well be their last dance as well, right? Uh, another question is how does CP3 fit into this? Into this? Um, into this Warriors team? Does he start? Does he come off the bench? So from what I've seen on the depth charts, they have Chris Paul starting, Steph at the shooting guard position, Clay at the small forward. Andrew Wiggins, a power forward, and Draymond Green at center. So very, very little size. With Kevin Looney coming off the bench, you know, Gary Payton, the second, Corey Joseph, there's Dario Saric that they added as well, which is a good signing. Uh, look out for Brendan Podzemski. Really like that pickup that they that they draft, or I shouldn't say pickup. They drafted him out of Santa Clara, I want to say. Yes, yeah, Santa Clara, 19th overall. Just a straight up shooter, kind of in the mold of a of a Clay Thompson, I would say. So almost a maybe a replacement for Clay Thompson. And actually read today that they're that they're not very close on signing a new deal. So look out for Brendan Puzinsky, and I think he's going to be pushing guys like guys like Moses Moody for minutes, if if Moses doesn't you know play well at the start of the season. Number four, Los Angeles Lakers. So let me start off with this. I like that Anthony Davis said that he wants to play all 82 games. Um, I don't know if the Lakers will allow him to play 82 games, but I like the fact that he came out and said that and that that, that's been on his mind. I really like that mindset. Number one question is, can LeBron stay healthy? I still think that they're deep enough to where if LeBron has to miss and he's probably not going to play back-to-backs. I mean, or at least not most of them. I think that they do have enough depth that they can still win games, right? Hachimura, Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood, Torian Prince, all in the depth. I like that team. And I think it's a better team than what they had last season, right? And they brought back D'Angelo Russell, who's going to be starting. I don't know about that. And can Reeves take another step forward? I think that's another legitimate question. Can he get to the 20 points per game mark? So, so where now they can have Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, and LeBron James. I don't think he can. That's just me. Because I think the NBA is going to, you know, the, the, the scattering report is out on him. This is his, going to be his third full season. And I think that the league now knows who Austin Reeves is. And they're going to try to shut him down as much as possible. Uh, number five, fifth seed, I should say. Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, kind of like the Suns. Can they, PG-13, and Kawhi stay healthy? Number one question. If they can't stay healthy, they don't have a chance. They've had some solid depth since last trade deadline. So Plumlee, um, Bones Highland, and Kenyon Martin Jr. And they have one of the best coaches in the league in Tyloo. Again, everything is based around this health. Everything is based around health for this team. And it has been since Paul George and Kawhi Leonard got there. How does Russell Westbrook fit in? With a full season under his belt. Ivica Zubac is... I think one of the... Better centers in the league in terms of low maintenance. You know, you just kind of get on the ball. He can get you points in around the basket. Terrence Mann I think is a good kind of glue guy as well to have on the team. Guy who can give you 15 points. can hit threes. He can defend for sure. Norman Powell. Another really good player they have off the bench. So this team... This team does have... I, this. Looking at this team, maybe one of the better Clipper teams that they've had since Kawhi and PG got there. Maybe the best, actually. Because they got, they, got they got some really good players. And again, it all comes back to health. Can the two best players stay healthy? Sacramento Kings, sixth. Uh, weakness could be shooting guard position. Um, Kevin Herter. And then you have Malik Moon coming off the bench. One of the best point guards in the game, most clutch player I believe last season in De'Aaron Fox. Love his game. Um, grown immensely in the last like season and a half to two. Got a taste of the playoffs, and now they need to build on it, right? Like that's that's the one thing. You you get into the playoffs, you get a taste of it. They lost tough series to the Warriors, and now you know you're trying to get trying to go further and further every season. Uh, Keegan Murray will take another step forward. I I truly do believe in that. One of the better young players that we do have in the league. Uh, DeMonte Sabonis as well at, at center, who was really good last season. Harrison Barnes, who feels like he's been in the NBA for 20 years, but he's a great glue guy, low maintenance, guy who can shoot threes and defend a little bit. They've added guys like Chris Duarte. Um, so so yeah, Davion Mitchell is, is there as well. He's undersized, but he's a great defender. So they do have some pieces here, and I have him finishing sixth. 7th Oklahoma City Thunder. So now it's time for OKC to kind of start putting this all together. They have a top 5 Garden League, Shea Gilgis Alexander. They have up-and-coming 3&D guy in Jalen Williams. And a unicorn in Chet Holmgren, who I'm excited to see this upcoming season. And then you can also add guys like Lou Dort, Josh Giddey, Isaiah Joe, a bunch of other players. They have the other Jalen Williams. They've really made good on the draft picks that they've had in the last four or five years, and they have another like thirty picks in the next five years. I mean, they're all over the place, right? And and they've done like they've done a really good job of drafting, I think. And in their trade scenarios, like the Paul George trade, what they've got back, um, it's been quality pieces for the team, and it's it's guys that they've pretty much used. Uh, whether starting lineups or, or coming off the bench. So they've done an excellent job. Um, Vasily Amitsic as well coming in from, from Europe, expect big things from him. And like I said, I have him seventh. Maybe I have him too low. I don't know. Can they finish maybe top four? I think in a perfect season they can. And depending on what we got get out of Chet, right? Like Chet's got to stay healthy as well. So we'll see what we have with this team, but I definitely I would say the most exciting team in the league. most exciting young team in the league, 100%. Eighth, Dallas Mavericks. Question is, is Kyrie ready to play a full season with minimal distractions? He's not going to play a full season without any distractions, but can we just minimize them? I still don't like the Luca and Kyrie pairing, but they have added some nice pieces around them. So Grant Williams... Derek Lively, who they drafted, and and Prosper, who they drafted as well, so they've added Lively and Prosper, two guys who can who can defend. Lively's a uh, you know a dunking machine that they'll be able to use from from game one. Grant Williams, a lot of playoff experience, um, playing for for the Boston Celtics in, in past seasons, and a lot. Uh, a leap from Josh Green would be huge for them. So I think to have him penciled in as, as a small forward now, if he can get to that 15 to about 20 points per game, I think that would do wonders for, for Dallas, where it takes the pressure off Luka and Kyrie, because those two guys can go for 60. I mean, each guy can score 30 on any given night. Let's say you get that production from them, that's 60 points right there. And then if you get the rest of the guys to chip in, 10 15 I think you're good and like this team is is decent defensively now if we take a look at Derek lively and and prosper and Cle- uh, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell like guys can defend right it's just a matter of putting it all together I haven't finishing eighth I I just don't I don't know I just I just don't like the pairing of of Luca and and Kyrie and that's all uh ninth Memphis Grizzlies so the injury to Adams and the sp- suspension to do- to Jaw will be too much to overcome, I think, for them. Team should still be really good defensively. I just do they have enough scoring? How many guys do they have on the roster who can go off for twenty in any given game? I think you have um, Jaron Jackson Jr. who can do it, and I think you have Desmond Bain who can do it. Marcus Smart, I'm not sure he's ever averaged over twenty in his career. I don't think he has. Yeah, not even close. 13 is the most he's ever averaged. So I think you need to have those guys who can go off for, for, for 20 a game. Yeah, sure, they have Luke Kennard and they've added Derek Rose and they're going to need guys like Contrary to step up and Aldama and Rudian and Lofton Jr. But I think missing John Morant, one of the best six, seven players in the league for first 25 games is a lot. And I think that in those twenty-five games, they need to win at least fifteen. I don't think it's good enough that they go, you know, thirteen and twelve or twelve and thirteen. I think that they need to win fifteen to to eighteen games of the first twenty-five to kind of have a chance to make the play. I mean, now it's a little bit different with the playoffs because there is the play-in, right? So it's not it's not like it's a it's not like you can't finish ninth and still not make the playoffs or tenth right but like the the they're going to be counting a lot on guys like xavier tillman and and Zaire williams to to be a big part of this team and they're going to need brendan clark back as well right so i have memphis finishing ninth and stephen adams is a huge miss like people underestimate how important he is to this team or to any team that he's ever been on okc memphis whatever the case may be he's a, he's very important to them in the pick and roll uh 10th new orleans pelicans so Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall are going to miss some time to start the season. So you're already on the back foot. Can Zion stay stay healthy? That's a legitimate question yet again. Decent team if everything works out for them, I guess. And how does Ingram look after the summer with the U.S. team where he didn't play too much and he kind of expressed that he was pissed off? Like, how does he fit in? Lack of guard play could be an issue as well but but the biggest question is has to be Zion, right? It just we talk about it every year, every year since he's been in the league, right? Every single season we talk about can he stay healthy? Can he produce? Can he do this? Can he do that? I mean, the most most games he's played is is 61. It's 24 and then 29. So, it's it's a legitimate question, but when he's on the court, he's a he's an absolute beast. He's he's excellent to watch, but it's just that he's not on the court Enough for us to to get to enjoy and play, and that's why I have him a tenth because I honestly don't know how how many games he's gonna be around for. Uh, Eleven Minnesota Timberwolves, not too much to get excited about around apart from Anthony Edwards. I think Towns could be on the trade block if if the team does struggle. Edwards is really gonna to have to pull this team in the right direction if they're gonna have any chance of squeaking into the playoffs. Um, I like Jaden McDaniels, Rudy Gobert, I don't know what's going to happen with him, Nick, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I had a good summer with the Canadian national team, which is good for them, Colin Anderson is a guy who can do a lot for you, Nas Reid, you can put up points off the bench, so they do have a decent team, just defensively, can they get after it is is a question, and I don't think that they can. So Minnesota Timberwolves, 11th, uh, 12th San Antonio Spurs, so welcome to the Wemby Show. Uh, they actually have decent pieces around Wemby. So you got Kellen Johnson, uh, Vassell, you got uh, Jones, Wesley, Sohan, who looks like he's going to be the point guard of the team. And they'll have some growing pains this this season, right? We fully expect that. We don't expect uh, Wemby, you know, kind of come in and, and to be in the finals of the first season, even though he is a very highly touted prospect. Um, I don't expect them to... I don't expect them to be anywhere close in the playoff picture. I haven't finished in 12th, right? So um, I think they'll finish outside. And yeah, welcome to the Wemby Show. Uh, 13th, Utah Jazz. Guard play worries me. Uh, Markinen will need to be as good as he was last season, where he averaged, I think, 25, 9, and 2. They're going to need to get as much scoring out of him as they can. Um, I'm eager to see Keontae George and and Taylor Hendricks play. So those are the two guys that they drafted this past draft. Uh, I think Keontae George can be an absolute bucket in the NBA. And Tyler Hendricks, there's not many holes in his game. He can score the ball. He can run the court. He can defend. He can do a lot of different things. And I think he's going to be coming off the bench. I think John Collins is going to start for them at power forward. And they have Walker Kessler center. Laurie Markkinen, small forward. <clears throat> shooting guard is, I think, a question. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker looks like he's pencil- penciled in right now. Um, Akbaji I wouldn't be surprised if he starts at, at shooting guard. and Point guard, it could be Colin Sexton. It could be Jordan Clarkson. But I expect Keontae George to, to get some serious burn um, for them this season. 14th, Houston Rockets. It's Bobby, Fred Van Vliet, and the kids pretty much, right? Fred and Brooks... Have to be leaders. Dylan Brooks again, another player who had a really good summer with the uh, Canadian national team. I think he won defensive player of the defensive player of the tournament as well. Uh, excellent defensively. He was he was very good offensively as well. Actually, I thought for Team Canada, not very good, but he was better than what he looked like in the NBA. That's for sure. And I, I think that the Houston Rockets have a have a nice young core as well, right? Jalen Green, Amen Thompson. Jabari Smith Jr., uh, Alperen Sengun, Cam Whitmore, who slid in the draft, who they picked up. So I think they're gonna they're gonna be exciting, but they are gonna lose a lot of games. Terry Eason, Terry Eason, is actually a guy that I expect a lot from this season. I have high hopes for Terry Eason. I don't know if anyone else does, but I do. So so the, there's gonna be some growing pains there, right? With with the team and and how they do. And Fred Van VanVleet, I think is a is a excellent guy to. Kind of bring in with the veteran leadership that he has, the title that he has with the Raptors, um, who can kind of control these kids, so to say, and you know live up to the to the hype where they're eventually supposed to get to. Okay, now the awards uh, MVP. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my pick for each award, and I'm gonna have some of the other players that I had maybe in the runnings. So MVP, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think adding Lillard there is is huge for them it's huge for the team it's huge for Giannis i think now that you've added one of the best scorers in the league a guy that Giannis could kind of kick it out to and he can make shots i think that's huge for him we know what we're going to get from Giannis on the on the defensive end on the offensive end he's like a you know bull in a china shop where he can get to the basket the the, the free throw stuff i mean that's always going to be around if he hasn't improved it by now i don't think he is for the rest of his career, but that's why they have players around him you know, who kind of can take over the game and and be the closer. And I think Damon Willard is going to be the closer for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, some of the other players that I had vying for the MVP. So Joel Embiid, for the reasons that I said, he he can carry this 76ers team. Kevin Durant, if he could play enough games, I think that he's going to have an exceptional season. Nikola Jokic, I mean, don't need to talk about him. Steph Curry is still like, like a good one. He just gets better with age. Anthony Davis I have in this as well just because he said he's going to play 82 games if if I if they do finish wherever I have them finishing I think I have them finishing fourth he's going to have some some MVP votes because he's going to have to be up there in points close to 26 27 13 14 rebounds cuz I think LeBron is going to sit some games and I don't like I said I don't expect Anthony Davis to play the full 82 I don't think the Lakers would play him 82 but the fact that his mind is there, that he wants to do it, I think it's great for, for him and the Lakers. And I had, honestly, I had Zion up here as well. Because what we've seen from him when he is on the court, he's an exceptional player. He's He was 26, 8, and 4, I think, last season. It's just that he can't keep it together. He's always injured, right? And then you heard some talks, obviously, the weight issues and does he like playing in New Orleans? And I mean, that's a question for someone else to answer. But um, he can be up there if the Pelicans can get into the playoffs and finish. You know, I don't know fifth or sixth. He's going to get MVP votes if his numbers are that damn good, and the numbers suggest that he can be that good. Uh, defensive Player of the Year. I have Drew Holiday for the Celtics. He's just a guy who can shut down all the best point guards and shooting guards in the league, and I think this is a great acquisition for the Celtics. I think that they did give. I, th- I think they gave up enough to get him. I don't think that they gave up too much. I don't think that they gave up too little. I think they gave up what they had to to get Drew Holiday. And it's a great acquisition for them. And you now you have a stopper. A guy who can shut down some of the best point guards, shooting guards in the league. Like I said, he can guard big dudes too because he's got some... He's got some um, strength to him as well. So, And he's a great two-way player, right? He can hit shots. He can get to the basket. He's a good creator with with the ball. He can get guys involved. Championship pedigree with the Bucks as well. So one of the... One of the I would say the best two-way guard in the league. Uh, other guys that i have vying for the the award um Jaren Jackson Jr, Joel Embiid, Marcus Smart obviously and Herb Jones who plays for the Pelicans as well who's a really good up and coming uh, defensive player in the league. Rookie of the year, uh, Victor Wembanyama. This was I think before I watched the preseason, I think it was a little bit more open than what people think. I think Chet Holmgren's going to have an outstanding rookie season. And I think Scoot Henderson's going to be really good for the Blazers. But I think Victor, when Banyama's ability to change so much defensively and even offensively from what we've seen, I think he's just going to take him past um, Chet and, and Scoot this season. And I think he's going to win the Rookie of the Year. I think Chet is going to keep it closer. If he can stay healthy, obviously. Knock on wood that he does. But I think, I think that he's someone who's going to win the Rookie of the Year award, and he's going to be great for, for years to come in the NBA. And same with Chet and, and Scoot. Nothing but the highest of praise for all these guys. And you can even add guys like Evan Thompson to, to the list and some others. It, it I think this is going to be a great rookie class. Sixth man. So this one I actually had to kind of rethink here. So my original pick was Nas Reed, but I don't think that the Timberwolves are going to be that good. So I'm going to take Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas has shown us it's just like the weirdest thing ever like there was games last season where Cam Thomas would play 40 minutes and then the following game he would just get a CD and just not play (laughs) and there would be games where he'd score 40 and then the next game he'd have 5 I just think that there's going to be so much focus on guys like Mikael Bridges guys like Cam Thompson even Ben Simmons that he's going to get a lot of open looks and I think he's going to make a lot of them And I do think that he's going to come off the bench. There's some of these guys that I'm not too sure about. Some of them might start. Some of them might not. But I think Cam Thomas is going to come off the bench. Jaden Ivey, I had here as well. I don't know if he's going to start or come off the bench. Nas Reid is going to come off the bench. Isaiah Joe was excellent for OKC last season. Excellent three-point shooter. I had him here as well as, as a possible Sixth Man of the Year award winner. Derek White for the Celtics. Again, another player that I'm not sure if he's going to start or if he's going to come off the bench. I think he might start, so you know I decided to go elsewhere. Uh, most improved, I have Mikel Bridges. So, he improved his numbers when he got to the Nets last season. Um, and I think this year he's going to get even better. I think he's a great two-way player, and I think that they have a decent team around him to where I don't know if you're going to be able to f- to double off of him, if that makes sense. And I think he's going to put up numbers this season as well. He's going to be great for the Brooklyn Nets. And I think having Ben Simmons back and creating for these guys is going to do wonders for Mikel and Cam Thomas and Cam Johnson and the big men and free lobs, alley-oops for points. And this is assuming that Ben Simmons comes back. Maybe not the Ben Simmons of old, that he was in Philly, but at least 70% of that. Other guys I had vying for the award, um, I touched on Evan Mobley earlier that he has to get better. Cade Cunningham, I was really close to actually putting him um, as a guy who can win this award. Jonathan Kaminga mentioned he averaged something close to 25 points a game in, in the uh, preseason. Uh, Benedict Matherin, Shaden Sharp, the two Canadian boys I also have up there. I think Shaden Sharp is going to play a lot this season as well. Uh, Benedict Matherin, I think is going to start this season for the Pacers. So I have him there. Keegan Murray, uh, another guy who had an exceptional rookie year. And I expect him to take an even bigger step this season. And someone that a lot of people aren't talking about that I kind of threw on this list, Jalen Johnson from the Atlanta Hawks. I think he's going to have, I think he's going to play a lot more this season than he did last season. And he's a guy who could get a bucket as well. Uh, Coach of the year. I have Ty Lue winning this award. again, It's a huge question if they can stay healthy, but if they can and if they can finish in the top three or four, I think Tyloo takes this award. I think they have their best team uh, with the Clippers since they've brought in um, Kawhi and PG. Uh, Very deep team, good set of starters, a lot of veteran players, not too many young guys. So, you know, all that experience has, has kind of taken them to this point. Other coaches that I have here, Darwin Ham with the Lakers, um, Mark Dagnol of the Thunder, and Jamal Mosley of the Magic. So that's kind of how I had rounding out this, the awards. I did the... I did the rankings of where I think teams will finish. That's pretty much it, I guess, from from this standpoint. I think it's going to be... I think it's gonna be a very good and entertaining season. I'm not really looking forward to the uh, the tournament that they have this year. I just it's it's just more games. Like guys are sitting games due to you know, management and now we're heading another tournament. Like it's it's just too much. It's it's gotten guys can't play eighty two games, let alone another however many it is. It's too much. So I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't like the idea. I mean, the league was already talking about cutting it from 82 games down to maybe 70 or 65. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea. Guys should be able to play 82 games. Um, so, so I don't like the tournament thing. But like I said, I think it's going to be a very interesting season. A lot of teams have gotten better. Uh, a lot of teams have, you know read up in free agency and added players and the rookie class is i think what i'm most excited for which is honestly every year like that for me but i think there's a lot of guys who can who can get stuff done this season who were drafted so i'm looking forward to watching them in the nba so that's it for this podcast Uh, i'd like to thank you guys for listening Remember, you can listen to this podcast on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever else you listen to your podcast to. So thank you again for tuning in and take care and we'll talk again down the road.